Hello, hello. Welcome to Switch Flicks, the UAE's number one film podcast, the show where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Hysam, and today I'm here with my slow and docile friend, Rami B. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be slow for much longer. I can see that you're all pumped up for this. Uh... Yeah, I feel like what The Rock looks like. <laughs> like, right. I feel like after, you know, like he does like a million push ups. And it's just all energy. That's how I'm feeling right now. You were doing some push-ups to prepare for this podcast. I just saw you. Yeah, you got to bring that energy, you know. Whenever you got a movie, when you're reviewing The Rock, you got to get into The Rock's mindset. So I had like nine protein shakes and drank a bunch of eggs raw. Uh, I guess, but I mean, put your shirt back on is all I'm going to say. Hey, this is a gift for you. It's a treat. Enjoy the view, Heisen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the kind people at Vox Cinemas and Four Star Films, today we're about to review The Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. The rules of the podcast are simple. We're going to review a movie and one of us is going to have to love it and one of us is going to hate it. Who does what is determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate? The coin of fate. (gasps) The catch is that any given point, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you have to hate it. And if you hated it, you now have to love it. Spoilers as always, let's begin with our patented one breath synopsis. Rami, are you ready for this? Uh, it's going to be a hard one. Let's see if we can do this. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, also known as Hobbs and Shaw, is a 2019 American action film directed by David Leitch and written by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce from a story by Morgan. It is the ninth installment and spinoff of the Fast and Furious franchise centered around Tiddler, Luke Shaw, and Deckard Shaw. I think I took a second breath there. Characters introduced in the main series starring Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. Second breath. Sorry. Third. As Hobbs and Shaw respectively, the film falls unlikely allies who are forced to team up against the great threat who is threatening the world with a deadly virus interest album. Vanessa Kirby and Helen Mirren also co-star. Listen, you that were, was a fail. You were doing like a hundred push-ups before that, Ooh. so you're clearly out of breath, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, like also like Omar just threw you into this. He's not here. Yeah. Uh, he had a bad shawarma and was diagnosed with chronic diarrhea. The chronicus. Yes. Um, so I'm now going to flip the coin of fate. Here we go. If it lands on heads, you have to love this movie. Mm-hmm. If it lands on tails, you have to, well, you get to hate it. I hear the luxury. Here goes that. It's, it's a hard movie to hate. Tails. I love this movie. Hobbs and Shaw. So great action-packed, hilariously funny, and so emotional. Like, I think they should rename this movie Hobbs and Shawshank Redemption because that's how good this movie was. Wow, okay. Um, I disagree, humbly. Um, Now, first off, I got to put a disclaimer for everyone listening. This is the first Fast and the Furious movie I've seen since the first Fast and the Furious movie. You're a lucky man. You get to watch all uh, eight of the other ones now. Absolutely not. If this is where the franchise went, I think I'm good. See, the Fast and the Furious, the first one, I loved that movie. I just need to make that very clear because it was like amazing street car racing. There was some cool cop and robber kind of thing. They were stealing DVDs. And this is the logical next step to that, uh, you know, that film. DVDs and now, you know, global spies with black Superman, of course. Yeah, of course. You do just natural progression from DVDs to 
a virus that the person injected into their body. Listen, if you're going to have a movie with Jason Statham and The Rock in it, you need a, you know, a threat that can match up to that level and a virus that can kill most of civilization. Yes, that's what you need. And that movie had it. My thing is they attacked the virus with such like like it was a side note of a side note of a side note like it was it was not even a like they're just taking phone calls at certain points being like like the rocks on the phone with his daughter talking about trying to pick up the girl with the virus who's going to kill all of humanity if i was the rock if i had the abs of rock i would take it lightly too i mean it makes sense it's so logical that people so strong would take it lightly yes switch it makes no sense that people like they, they're taking this so lightly. The world is going to end. And here they are talking about how big their, you know, size is. And that that's what this movie is about. Like, come on, take it seriously. But they're alpha males. Alpha males are like that. You put an alpha male in a room. It doesn't matter what's happening. It's about them. And when you got The Rock, you got Jason Statham fighting Idris Elba with Vanessa Kirby on the line. You know, you know what? The world doesn't matter. All that matters is who can defeat who can give the death blow to Idris Alba? No, the things that matter are great direction, great story, uh, great action. And this movie had none of it. Let's talk about this director. Why? Like, what was he? What was he even doing here? He just put the camera there and said, hey, like, just say some lines to each other. He was giving you action when that camera is shaking in the middle of literally the rock walking. I felt like I was walking when you had punches being thrown slow motion. Oh my God. Can we just take a second to just acknowledge how the slow motion was not over the top or over abuse. Every time it happened, I wanted to chef kiss. You know, I think the movie was not in slow motion because it was so long and like drastic. It felt like everything was like in slow motion. That's what it was like. And the over abuse of slow motion to like make these action sequences, like they made it rain at the end just so that they could have slow motion punches, you know, out of nowhere. It just rains and then the sunshine and it's morning and then it's night. What is happening with physics physics doesn't matter if you're going into if you're buying a ticket to the fast and the furious franchise you are making an agreement that you will ignore physics and you have to like listen you can't you can't i'm sorry you can't walk into the fast and furious and say well that's physically impossible the whole concept of the movie is physically impossible. Now, there is a way of making both those things true, right? Like John Wick. This, the director also directed John Wick, right? Fantastic and over movie. there, that's an incredible movie with great action, right? But also you can go like, okay, you know, I'm not going to think about this world over there, right? That's this movie or what this movie wants to do done perfectly. Over here, your mind goes there because it's so boring. You're just thinking about these other things. Boring? You can call the Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, many things, but boring? Switch. I never wanted to leave a cinema so badly in my life. I nearly wanted, I almost passed out from boredom. Like, there were so many scenes. There was so much testosterone inside you that you were going to pass out from seeing all that action. The only, I think my blood was replaced by the nacho cheese because I felt so malaise. My blood was replaced by NOS because I felt so full of passion and 
furious. Passion? Let's let's work on that word passion. This movie lacked any passion at all. From The Rock's apparent love interest with Jason Statham's sister that is being egged on by his daughter for no reason. Like, no reason at all is this a storyline. But it's there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> let me let, let me explain this, okay? <laughs> this is a storyline because the through line of this movie is about family. That's the through line of all the Fast and Furious movies. This little girl, she just wants a mother and she sees the love. She sees how Vanessa Kirby and The Rock, they love each other. Like... They had the same, they had like no chemistry. Like in, in this movie, like I never thought I would see a movie with The Rock and say, oh man, can they just get somebody who looks like they're really into The Rock? Cause like I'm into The Rock all the time. Like I look at The Rock and I'm kind of like, yeah, I probably, but like this entire movie, Vanessa Kirby looked like she kind of had to fake being interested in The Rock. And then Jason Statham had a random makeout session with a lingerie model who sold weapons. What's so great about Vanessa Kirby is that she is his equal. You know, she's he's, she's not here waiting to be saved by The Rock. They're both action stars. They're both equals. And that's where that energy and passion comes from. Switch. I think Vanessa Kirby could have better chemistry with an actual rock than she did with, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Because he was just blah. He was like barely in that movie. He was sleepwalking through his role. The passion that The Rock brought to this movie almost made me want to cry. Like the scenes with his brother, the scenes when he reunites with his mother, the scenes where he's on the phone with his daughter. That's passion. And there was a moment. I, I don't know if you've noticed it. It was a very hard to notice me- scene oh. where Vanessa Kirby is thrown into the truck and she lands straddling The Rock. It's a very, it's a very, you blink and you miss this moment. Uh, that was so sad. But they, ha- they, they had a moment where they looked in each other's eyes. Did they really? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was acting anymore. I said, you know what? These two yeah. might very well go to town. I think that you talk about this family element that comes in at the end. Like they just shoehorn that into the movie. We get it. You know, Fast and Furious movies, you haven't watched them, but they're about family and all that. So they have to shoehorn this whole, oh, we love culture. We love family. But at the end, like that comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. Number one, right from the get go, you see the the daughter's working on the family tree and she only has her and the rock because apparently the rock does not bring up any of his family members, but it's only her and the rock. And what about mom? Like, does she have a mom, maybe? Like, a leaf for mom? No, not at all. Mom's not existent, and grandma, who The Rock loves, is not existent. But you have this, the the daughter is like, Dad, like, what's up? Where's the family? And then, I don't care what you (laughs) You say. There's nothing more beautiful. There was nothing. I I wanted to stand up and high-five everyone in that movie theater when they did the haka. When The Rock and his brothers, all in traditional Samoan garb, they they just start doing the haka. I was like, this is Samoan heritage. You know, it was it was such a beautiful moment. It was not forced. It was amazing. Half of those uh, of his brothers weren't even really his brothers. They were just random white dudes. They were like, okay, let's just go to the gym, pick up anybody. Like, are they his fam? Are they supposed to be a family? There were like 20 people in that family who none of them look Samoan. Whoa, whoa. Roman Reigns is literally Dwayne The Rock Johnson cousin he is related by blood and Roman Reigns in this movie to bring in another WWE uh, legend if you will 
into this movie, into this universe. I didn't even know he was in the movie. I didn't realize he was in the movie. I don't know. Who was he? Did he have he, a line? Oh, my God. They had so many scenes where he showed off. He had one of the most powerful moments when he uh, lifted the guy up and did his finishing move mid-movie, mid-fight scene. It was amazing in every single sense of the word. Switch. It was so over the top. He was so stiff. He did, like for a wrestler to look bad at doing a wrestling move in a movie really takes a lot of guts. No, that's really great because you know we are so I'm so fatigued watching all these superhero movies with all these fake action sequences and like people just you know throwing beams at each other. It is so refreshing to watch actual action, actual martial arts, actual people punching each other in the face. It is so great to see an original movie like this where you have old school action and that's why I went to the cinema to watch this. Okay, you have high tech guns. You have drones that can explode. You have drones that have rocket launchers mounted on the drones. And you're telling me it is so believable that they all decided that let's have a bare knuckle fight because they hacked the satellite and disabled the high tech guns. They did and that's the that's- No one brought no one brought a pistol no one brought uh like no one brought one of those ones that they put in the sock, listen, the little in case. Listen, listen, listen. You're not understanding the message of the movie. Technology will betray you, you know. But human beings, they will stand by you. Your brothers, your family. That is so emotional, by the way. I was I was on the edge of tears. I was gonna cry because it reminded they, me of my whole family and how they abandoned me. They, <laughs> number one. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. Before I go into this, number two. This made you think the whole movie is about how the Rock's family tree was the Rock and his daughter. He did not care for his family. He only went to his family when a device broke and he needed a favor. That's not love. That's not family. Oh, no. That is somebody who takes advantage. That if, movie. If, oh, if my brother came to me when he needed his laptop fixed. Listen, listen, The Rock might be a huge muscular dude, but on the inside, he's a soft hearted man. He's broken on the inside. He's not that strong, right? Because his family left him. And that's what this movie's about. Oh, he left his family. He left his family. The whole story because is he how had he to abandoned protect them. them. He had to protect them from their own father. You know, like I, I connect to that because my father also tried to get me to do random crimes before I abandoned the family. I got a feeling you wrote your whole other synopsis for this movie because I did that happen in an earlier Fast and Furious that we find out about his father's. No, background? no, they talk about it in the movie. Did they? Re- I guess I fell asleep because <laughs> that's how boring this movie was. Like, here's the thing. I'll tell you what else is really great about the, movie. the other message of this movie. Right. You, you say it's kind of dumb and all that, but it's really not because it's talking Talking about uh, the political climate that we're in, you know, WikiLeaks, how we're being spied on, how technology is overtaking our lives and how we need to go back to the basics, the analog world. Did There was nothing more over the top and like literally just that's not how the world works. Then Idris Elba in an all white suit in the middle of a control room. Just dictating the headlines and the news media instantly taking it. Fake news. It's taking the, you know, what's relevant in our times and putting it into this movie. That is, you know, we're talking about all these. We are not talking about the chemistry between Jason Statham and The Rock. It is so palpable, palpable, palpable. Sorry. It is so palpable. Uh, Right. When they're just bantering. This movie is hilarious. Your tongue could tell you were lying. And that's why I didn't even want to say the word. It was like liar, liar with Jim Carrey. Your mouth is like, I can't lie right now. That they honestly, I have like, I've never thought I would see The Rock not have chemistry with anyone. 
Jason Statham is so funny in this film. Like, you know, his little British accent and his vice cracks about, you know, how uh, he's a real man and The Rock isn't. I mean, and he does it like 10 times. Like it gets funnier every different time they do it. 10 times it's funny. 15th time it's funny. 20th Switch. time it's hilarious. They are one joke, you know, the, the penis envy jokes that they keep going on and on about. It is awful and Stupid. It is not funny. Mike Coxmall was the greatest moment in this movie. It's written, this movie was written by like a seven year old. A seven-year-old that understands what the people want. The second The Rock goes, hands his passport, and has to say his name, you see Mike Coxmall, and you don't get it. But then the guy says it out loud, the passport agent. I don't think a single person at the theater didn't laugh truly from the heart. And those are, I, I that's what makes these movies, that's what makes these movies so special. No. These ridiculous over the top jokes. Like that, listen, when you looked at that the poster. The movie, by the way, constantly comes to a standstill so that they can just kind of talk to each other, right? The movie's over long anyway. And they're just doing these moments where like for five minutes, they're just kind of creating insults, which were clearly improvised. But these guys aren't comedians. Muhammad Ali, Ali Frazier. <laughs> Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed. No, this this doesn't come. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> what are all these? These are some of the greatest facing off head to head. When I saw that we were going to get The Rock, American brute force, American badass, and you're going to get Jason Statham, the suave, the 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 brooding Brit hey, going head to head. This is what I wanted. Conceptually, that sounds great. See, I love the Fast and Furious movies, right? But this movie is not one of them. This completely changes uh, the basic idea of it, right? What's, you know, what's really great about the Fast and Furious movies, even though uh, the stunts and the action sequences are over the top, they do them practically. They're real cards. But the CGI in this they're, movie is just so terrible. They're real. They're real. Really? Like, again, I've only seen the first one and I can tell you... <laughs> Just by basic car physics, half of those jumps you cannot do. I'll, I'll give you an example. So in Fast and Furious 7, uh, they have the sequence with car skydiving. Mm -hmm. But to shoot that sequence, they actually threw cars out of the plane. So you can tell these are actual planes just kind of skydiving, right? But over here, it's just all cheap CGI. This movie looks really cheap. It doesn't look like a big budget Hollywood film. Again, if you're complaining that it wasn't real... Like, if you are being so harsh of a critic that you don't think that The Rock can in one hand hold a chain attached to a helicopter and with his other hand hold on to a truck only to pull the helicopter chain and wrap it back around. See? If you can't believe that that happened, you don't deserve to go to any Fast and the Furious movies. I wish that... I, like, that sequence was so boring. Like, how can it, like, literally, how can I, I'm saying a move, a, a scene where a helicopter is attached to six trucks is boring, right? How I never thought boring? I would see that. But it, that's my question. How did they manage to make this boring? I was on the edge of my seat. Literally, I had to lean forward. I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. I did not know what was, I couldn't I thought, I thought the rock's arms were going to be ripped from his socket, <laughs> but no, he pulls it in and he wraps that back around. He, there was, so many moments in that sequence where I thought, oh my God, the bad guys are about to get away. Switch. At no point could anyone on planet Earth believe that The Rock 
was going to let the bad guy get away. This is why we go to the movies to see our heroes, con- you know, do stunts like this. It was so incredible. And by the way, the CGI is so realistic, right? I thought those real cars, real helicopters. You thought, okay. I think the rain was real. And Idris Alba, by the way, right? This movie, you know, he starts off and he says, I'm the bad guy, right? And he is, he's the bad guy. That's when you know you have a bad movie on your hand, where off the bat they have to say, I'm the bad guy, just so that you understand what's happening. That's such a great quotable line. I'm Black Superman. Another great quotable line. Okay, number one, I'm happy you brought this up. One of my favorite songs growing up with Black Superman, which was a song about Muhammad Ali. That's two Muhammad Ali references in under one take. And no way in hell could anyone believe Idris Elba in that moment was Black Superman. Superman is not cyber genetic. They could have gone with any other hero and it might have made more sense. Superman? Really? They just did that entire thing so The Rock could say, I'm your kryptonite. That was the whole reason for that. That was such a great callback, right? That's what's so smart about this movie. It has all these setups and it has such great one-liners. I'm your kryptonite. Uh, Now this is a champagne party. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, number one, the, the, the greatest worst thing about this movie was the one-liner fest that was the champagne party because you could tell The Rock had one and then Jason Statham's like, I, I need one. And, and then he did one and it was and like a tip one. for tat mm. and they they literally all, like we were in the theater together. No one laughed at any of the one-liners. When he said, I'm your kryptonite, I actually looked at the people next to me and they had to go, Oh yeah, because the black super. Okay, okay, I get it now. Oh well, like, I mean, those those guys were clearly idiots. They did not uh, understand Superman lore like this movie understands. These guys looked like they were from the Fast and the Furious. They looked like they rolled up. They were about that life, and even they were kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know what the hell's happening here." You know what else was amazing? Those great cameos by Ryan Reynolds uh, and the little short black guy Kevin Hart. <laughs> I was I forgot his name for a second. The Danny DeVito uh, of this to Arnold Schwarzenegger of yes. this movie. It is so good. They're so funny with their thing. This is the director of, you know, Deadpool 2 and John Wick and he combines those two worlds action comedy. Amazing. I love Ryan Reynolds from Two Guys, a Girl at a Pizza Place to Van Wilder. This I think is his best role to date. I honestly wanted to if I could punch Ryan Reynolds in the face while watching that movie, I would have definitely done it. That's the testosterone speaking because you connected with The Rock's character and he wanted to punch Ryan Reynolds in the face. How long did that scene go on for? Like, what was up with the Game of Thrones references? Not long enough. And then, oh my God. It was was to a point where, listen, Ryan Reynolds, you're great. You're so good at sarcastic. You're so good at kind of breaking the fourth wall. You're so good Mm. at really kind of saying the obvious and really going... Okay, okay, okay. We all you're, you're good at those. That was not Ryan Reynolds. This was, that was a paycheck that could talk. This was a this was peak Ryan Reynolds, right? Talking about Game of Thrones, this is the cultural zeitgeist right now, and that's what he's tapping into. It is so funny what he does in this. They movie. literally overshot the Game of Thrones that they had to add a bonus scene at the end about how disappointed they were with the ending of Game of Thrones, just because they realized they banked. They banked. They banked so hard on Game of Thrones being a huge success that when it flopped, they had to make an entire extended scene after credits. Oh, man, I wish there were more after credit sequences because I wanted this movie to go on and on and on. Like, I don't think it was long enough, this movie. I have never been in a movie theater where as soon as the credit rolls, 
everyone, like one guy shot up so fast that when the after credit scene started, the row behind him had to be like, sir, can you please sit down? And he's like, no, I want to leave. This is awful. Yeah, it was the People, testosterone. I, I honestly, I was so scared for the staff of the cinema because it was like the Lion King stampede scene for people going for the exit. You are talking about all these lies. You're spreading these lies, right? But let's talk about the actual movie. Let's talk about some of those action sequences, right? You know, when they jump off the building and they're kind of bantering or when they're going through those two rooms and they're fighting in their own styles. How could you not be excited? This is old school, lethal weapon, uh, rush hour type of action comedy, right? And that's what we're missing in the world today. You know what I love about those action movies? There's like a minute where you think the hero might lose. There's like there's like that second where you're like, oh my God, I don't, I don't think they're going to win this. Yeah, I thought that too. Not at one moment. Even, this is how ridiculous, okay, can we talk about Hollywood contracts right now? Uh, like, it's been widely reported how Idris Elba, or uh, sorry, The Rock and Jason Statham have in their contract that they can't lose or they can only take a certain amount of punches. Yes. This is how ridiculous this movie is. The whole movie, the one thing you're waiting for is Idris Elba to get to just get knocked right out. Yes. You want you just want that moment. No, 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 no. They're not gonna give you that. <laughs> what happens? Somebody in like the UK is just like decommission the guy. Well, and true. black Superman just fought, like gets literally just turned off and just boop, you, into that, the water. You know what? That's because that's the message of the movie that technology will betray you, right? That really speaks to what this film is. You are thinking about all these other aspects. You have You've become so cynical, right? You're just such a cynical person that you just, you can't have fun at the movies. Well, that, that that's what scares me because I love movies and I love bad action movies. I love bad action movies. And I, I, I've honestly debated going into therapy after this movie because I walked out and I'm like, am I too hard? Am I, am I just full of hate? You, Do I really I think not? you are. And you know what? Honestly, no, because I saw Toy Story 4 and I loved every second of it. I think we can stop there because Toy Story 4 is great. So, what did you actually think about this movie? I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, hated this movie. And I didn't want to. Like, that's the worst feeling. The worst feeling, I love The Rock. And I've had a I've had an unwritten contract since I was a child uh-huh. that anything The Rock does I will like. Scorpion King loved it. Yeah, I me too. So I, I really, really I love Jason Statham. Snatch, one of my favorite oh, movies. Great. Snatch, Crank. Uh, oh, he's really funny. If you watch Spy, he's funny. Absolutely, he is fantastic. He knows his beat. Yeah, even uh, Vanessa Kirby. No. I thought I was really excited. I was like, I think she's going to be great. Helen Mirren is in this movie. And then you surprise cameo with Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds, two actors I absolutely love. I love The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. I like Ryan Reynolds doing anything. So what you're saying is you love this movie because it was a combination of all these amazing things that you're a big fan of. This movie was like if someone took like nachos, a hot dog, blueberries, raspberry, ice cream, put them in a blender mm. and said, drink it up. <laughs> because it was all my favorite things put into a blender and no one cared. Like the one thing that comes off crystal clear throughout this movie is it, it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck movie. I, okay. So let me start by saying I really love the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. right? Especially what happens to it after five and it becomes over the top. But like I said in our review, they do practical stunts in there, even though they're insane, they're still kind of practical, right? And so I don't mind the insanity of of the film, right? The fact that it doesn't make any sense, but it's just, it's 
boring. Like it's loud and it's overlong and it's boring, which is a weird thing to say for a movie like this. I'm I'm not lying. There was a moment, um, I think when they were on their way to Samoa. Yeah, that's when the movie really lost me. Where I actually was like, I was looking, I was like, can I leave? Like, <laughs> like, it, like, granted, I'm appreciative of like being able to go and seeing the movie. Like, I really enjoyed the experience of going to the movies. I will always love going to the movies. Yeah. But there was a moment where I was like, you know, I don't really care what happens. Like, I have zero interest in what happens in this movie. So I debated long and hard going. But I was like, you know what? Wait, they're going to Samoa. Yeah. Hey, maybe something's going to happen. No. And it got significantly no, worse. It, it got worse. I... I will tell you this. This is where you and I are a little different. I was enjoying the movie for the first hour of it. I didn't uh, mind. I didn't mind the first hour. I'll I'll give you that. Right? I just didn't like it. I I, I had I was having fun. Like I like their stupid one liners yeah. because they're dumb, right? And I like that. Oh, they were like fighting and riffing. I thought the action sequences were boring, but it, it just once they go to Russia or whatever is <laughs> just kind of like I was just like, okay, this needs to end now. Like I thought the movie ended at some point, but there was still like forty five minutes left because they had a climactic battle and everything, but then they had just put in this other forty forty five minutes of movie yeah i think they like honestly um the first battle scene with idris Abel where it ends and they kind of get away with it and the device breaks yeah you just think we gotta fix the device boom we're good we're out bam and this yeah. is before they go to samoa rekindle the family oh, yeah, love yeah. set up all this <laughs> wait for idris Abel and his team to come attack them yes do all that they have a home alone thing going where they, they set up craps and then the fight battle between them goes from night to day yes Hey, listen, in Samoa, uh, time goes fast when you're having fun. Uh, I think uh, the logic of this is insane. doesn't make any sense. Why make it 72 hours? Just say (laughs) we have one week. Just say we have, she has one week, the clock starts here. Then you don't have any of this drama. The whole, that's the other thing, right? They're like, okay, now we're going to, okay, she has now 30 minutes attached to, like the thing is attached to her for like 30 minutes now, but like she's going to be in the, like go hide somewhere or something like that makes more sense (laughs) instead of being there right in front of them. Like, like. Not only that, like, like she's sitting there hooked up. This, <laughs> this was one of the few moments where, as a collective, the whole theater went, wait, what? what? So right before before Idris Elba and any of them show up, they start taking out the blood. Yes. They're like, it's working. Everything's it's great. 30 minutes. It takes 30 minutes to do. Okay? Idris Elba and them show up. There's a fireworks show. Yes. The battle starts. Yes. They then get her. She looks at the tablet. It's only been nine minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that time, the sun has risen. They've done the haka. The entire army has surrounded. The thing is on fire. She had a heart to heart with Jason Statham, apologized for their, uh, you know, relationship. All of that happened in those eight to nine minutes. So I think what this movie does is make really good use of time, I think, is what what it really uh, kind of does. I, I, let me ask you, are you going to watch the other Fast and Furious movies after seeing this? I've always wanted to see Fast Five. Right. Like, I, I've always been told, you got to see Fast Five. You got and, and I heard Five, Six, Seven, Eight Fantastic. were really good. After this, I actually went and read a bit about Fast 9, Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what? I kind I missed Vin Diesel. I missed Tyrese. I actually like yeah. um, the Fast and Furious franchise. And they're bringing John Cena in, which got great. be great. So I, I actually do want to go back and now watch the entire um, franchise or universe because I just feel like 
maybe just maybe if I have a bit more back knowledge, I would have liked this movie more. But you know it all and you really didn't. Like yeah, the uh, this movie is really it is a spinoff in like the true sense where it is not at all connected to that movie at all. Right. They make some references here and there, but it's not connected. Even tonally, it's not connected. Even the action sequences are not connected. This movie is trying to be a comedy for a very long portion like they do it like they do those improv bits where they just have the camera and they're like okay now insult each other but these guys aren't comedians they're not improvisers like you can just feel it right but you know what here's the funny thing um one of the things uh that made me want to watch the fast and furious movies was um there's a scene and i think it was in the whichever one had the rock and tyrese and Ludacris in yeah where um the rock is walking um to the barbecue yeah. And Tyrese shuts a line and <laughs> yeah. The Rock improvs a comeback okay. that it's, makes Ludacris spit out, have a spit take. He says something along the lines of like something about baby oil and he says like yeah. uh, you have a five head or some, something like that. Yeah, his like forehead. That. He yeah, talks about his forehead. forehead. You know, and uh, like I saw that scene and The Rock, this is what The Rock does. The Rock is one pound for pound, one of the funniest deliverers of one-liners. He's, he's super charismatic, right? Yeah. Like, he really is just a, like, even, like, the eyebrow moment yeah. with the daughter. Like, you know, as a, I'm a wrestling kid. I loved wrestling yeah. growing up. So even when they're, like, you do the eyebrow, you know, they're yeah. holding, holding, holding. But I didn't care. Yeah, Because I was work. just like, I, I don't know what this is. The thing about the other movies in the Fast and Furious, the thing that I really love about them is that despite the fact they're they're ludicrous, <laughs> no Zing. pun intended. Uh, oh, definitely intended. Uh, they take themselves really seriously. Yeah. Right? So they're not jokey about it. And when they talk about like family and stuff, they are like super sincere. Right? And I really enjoy that in the way that it is it is cheesy as hell. Right? Mm. But you kind of, you're enjoying that, you know, that cheesiness and that action sequence. They keep talking about family, right? And how important it is. But you enjoy that. It's kind of like you're going along on that ride with them, right? Again, no pun intended. Well, it's like when when Paul Walker died. Yeah. You know, I think one of the reasons it hit everyone so hard is because the Fast and Furious uh, family yeah. always felt like they really were tight. You do. And for this, you know, I, I almost wish they just didn't give us the Fast and Furious name. Yeah, that'd be good. Because I feel I feel bad for people who really like the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. And then literally the mental like gymnastics i'm seeing of people bending over backwards to try to say they enjoyed this movie yeah like it has like it's like 60 something percent on rotten tomatoes yeah. like it's okay people seem to go but everybody says the same thing right it's kind of like leave your brain at home and you'll enjoy it kind of thing right which, which to me like again john wick yeah this, this is where this is where you can easily draw the line john wick leave your brain at the door yeah but it's still not going to slap you in the face no. with how stupid it is. Like no. you're going to enjoy your time. Yeah. You know, um, with this movie, it just, it just didn't work. It didn't work at all. And I, and I actually read a lot of the positive reviews cause I was like, Oh, you know, maybe they like, I love being wrong. Like yeah. I'll gladly be wrong. Yeah, so you I, often are. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I watched, I, I read every single review and it was, it was a lot of the same. It was like, you know, fast cars, huge excitement, no, big laughs. No. And it was like, was it really? Like, was it really? It's not. Uh, here's the other thing, right? Uh, the other thing. Uh, so Justin Lin mm -hmm. uh, started directing this movies around Tokyo Drift. He did four, five, uh, six. 
which are you know five and six are the best ones uh, and he yeah. kind of changed what this series was and the really cool thing about it is that for example here we have the sequence where the five trucks are put to the helicopter or whatever right of course they would have found a way to actually make that happen right and then it becomes exciting to watch right kind of like mission impossible in a way right Absolutely. because you're seeing these things actually kind of happen and fast and furious movies actually work on those same like maybe not as crazy as, as uh, Tom Cruise is, like Vin Diesel can't do any of his, he can barely, you know, get out of uh, the couch. Uh, but they actually do those things, right? And that's what really, like when a car goes under a truck, it actually goes under a truck, yeah. right? Over here, there's a bike doing a, under, but it's just, you can tell it's not real. It's just doing like a Transformers thing and then it slides under the truck in slow motion and you're kind of like, Okay, doesn't doesn't feel like the physics don't feel real, even if they're not real, right? There's no danger. None. It's like, you know, when you watch F1, when you watch these things, it's that it's that element of something might happen. Yeah. Like, even when you're watching a movie, you know that they'll end up all right. But you're like, part of you is like, oh, what if, oh, you know, oh, wow, they got that close. Like, the, there's something about the magic of seeing near, I don't want to say near death, death. but like, really high risk maneuvers being done. It's why stunt people, yeah. I believe, deserve to be, uh, to get an Academy Award. Right. That's a, we, should, we should debate that in like, the future, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. I think, I think they put their lives on the line. In this movie, the, nothing, there was no stakes raised at any point. And that's the other thing, right? So Idris Elba's there and he's like, I'm black Superman. He's like, you know, he can't, he's bulletproof and all that. So that's not normal for the Fast and Furious franchise. Let's start there, yeah, right? Even though they've so. become ridiculously, like they've never had a bad guy like this who's just, you know, he's crazy, technological, whatever, right? He, he stops bullets with his hands <laughs> everyone's seeing. Like, the, like, like when somebody does that, you're instantly like, all right, whatever. Right? And so in these, in this movie, The Rock and Jason Statham are superheroes, uh, and that's not what we're here to watch this kind of movie for, right? I wish this was more like Commando or True Lies, right? Absolutely. Where it's 100%. a similar idea uh, of like kind of like stupid action sequences, but it feels real in some way. It feels exciting where you're seeing this person actually do these things, right? Yeah, like if if at any point in this movie, I truly felt that, you know, The Rock might lose no. or Jason Statham might lose. Like, you have Idris Elba. They don't Idris even get punched. Forget about losing. No, 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 they do. <laughs> and it leads to the stupidest fight sequence I've ever seen. So essentially, The Rock and Jason Statham realize that Idris oh, Elba yeah. can only punch one. <laughs> At a time. So the fight That's sequence so leads. Stupid, by the way. Yeah. I'm not cybernetically enhanced. I can punch two people at the same time. No, but he can stop bullets with his hands, but fist one at a time. Yeah. So they proceed to, and this is what happens for way too long. Jason Statham will get punched in the face. Then The Rock would punch Idris Alba in the face. Yeah. Then they all three would fall down. <laughs> then they would get back up. Then The Rock will get punched in the face. Yeah. Then Jason Statham would punch Idris Alba in the face, and they would all fall down. And it it was like a bad Larry Curly Larry Curly Mo bit, like the Three Stooges, <laughs> but like without the laugh Boing, track. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so great. I can just imagine he takes Idris Alba under his armpit and like rubs his hair. Like oh, it was man. The second Ron even Reynolds the director, came, by yeah. the way, is so great. Oh like, yeah, really? I went through like Deadpool two, uh, two is all right, but uh, John Wick, yeah, like he has a good pedigree. Yeah, you get. Like, I never thought I would be like, man, these Ryan Reynolds jokes are really failing. Yeah, no, they were like, because I, 
he was like clearly they were like okay uh, come to the set and say whatever yeah. and we'll 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 just you know you'll be funny right like you you ever see uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle yes okay in that movie to get it made Hollywood made a deal with the writers okay that they gave him a list of actors and okay. he said if you can get these guys to guest appear in your movie yeah then we'll we'll sign off because at least we can use them for the trailer yeah. So it was like Ron Reynolds, Anthony Anderson, right. uh, Jason Kennedy, they, they, or Jamie Kennedy, sorry. They were all on there, right? right. So um, yeah, People in, are going to rush to the cinema if Jamie Kennedy's in the movie. <laughs> hey, at that time, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy was gold, all right? So um, th- th- that was the agreement. And then there was a scene in the movie where, in Harold and Kumar, where uh, there's a surgery yep. that happened. And Ron Reynolds was supposed to be the surgeon, but he opted to be the nurse who just keeps, like, hitting on Kumar. Right. and. Even the writers were like, why out of all rules? And rules would you want this one? And he's just like, oh, I can do so much with this. Yeah. And till today, one of my favorite scenes <laughs> I ima- is I remember Ryan Ke- so Reynolds funny. just whispering <laughs> as he as he bats the head of Kumar. Yeah. Like that, that is like what Ryan Reynolds can do with like almost no dialogue. But I think it was clearly they were like, they said, okay, because uh, he worked on Deadpool 2, the director. He was like, hey, Ryan, uh, you want to come in for a day and we'll just, you know, just stay in this diner and we'll put the camera on you and say whatever. And then the same with like, you know, The Rock was like, hey, Kevin, uh, you want to come in and uh, take a, you know, spend a day on front of the camera and say whatever. Like that's, it's just, it, that's it. It, yeah. it's, it was, it was, it was really clear that they, I think they realized this script might not hold a lot of weight. So let's, let's try <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there was much of a script here. But you, you sometimes look at it. You sometimes yeah. are like, you know what? Maybe this guy could like help elevate it. Yeah. They even had um Rob Delaney, I think, in there yeah. from Twitter. Yeah. Who's also very funny. He, but and no. yeah, he was probably out of the three guest stars, the one that kind of made me he laugh. He didn't have most. much to yeah. do there. He was yeah. he was barely in it anyway. Right, let me ask you this. Um, on a scale of one to ten. Uh, how much, um, you know, horsepower would you give this movie? Ooh, uh, I mean, it depends if horsepower is supposed to be a good thing or not. Um, I think it's like a four. Four. Four out of ten. Okay. Uh, I'd give it like a 5.5. 5. Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was debating going five or 5.5. 5, but yeah. yeah, I you know, my reasoning, um, I don't like, uh, I had somebody at work today ask me, hey, should I go see it? Yeah. And I kind of was like, look, if. You want a stupid time, go see it. Yeah. But I, st- in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to say no. I think if I'd left the movie, if the movie had ended at like an hour, 30 minutes or so, I would go higher. Like, I, oh, would, give I would give it, it a six. I would give it, yeah, I would go like six, seven. And I would tell people, yeah, go watch it. It's not, you know, it doesn't take a lot out of you and it's kind of fun to watch, right? Yeah. But like those last 45 minutes really kill this movie. Going like, into a gun battle without a shirt. <laughs> So good. And then somebody throws him a shirt for the next scene. I forgot. Why? In slow motion, too. He's like running. Oh, yeah. And he removes the, the Samoa thing he's wearing. He's wearing pants under it. Okay. So let's recall the continuity of time doesn't exist. But the fact that The Rock could have gotten changed while running into a truck, yeah, they had, to show, they had to show you the process. So you're like, oh, okay. That's how he got changed. Yeah. It's great. Oh, geez. All right. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. If people want to find you on Instagram or Twitter, to, uh, you know, uh, um, Ramsville, R A M S V I L L E. If you loved or hated our show today, please review us on iTunes, email us at switchflix at dukanmedia.com, or follow us on Instagram at switchflixcast. Remember, your support is the NOS in our engines. Mm-hmm.